Game day every day. What I see is a team that's definitely on the rise. Close deep downfield. We got to demand more from each other. And a fight for it intercepted. And we all have to come out ready to go this week. Rock and roll. Touchdown, Houston. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Now it's Texans All Access. Presented by Geico. Welcome in Texans All Access live from Fuddruckers at Wesleyan and 59. It's myself, it's Mark Vandermeer, and we're just flying this ship solo, solo. after a late duo. Monday night game. It's a, it's a duo. It's been yeah. a while since we've done a duo show. Drew Doherty, who's, all right, I've let him out of the bag. He works for the CIA part-time. He's not with us tonight. He's on special assignment. I don't know what he's doing. He's, no, he's doing something Texans-related tonight, actually. He but is. it's some sort of private event that no one's supposed to know about. Well, he always jokes about things so when he told me he wasn't coming i just assumed it was a joke and then i realized right. later that he was serious so <laughs> i mean i fully expected him to be here and he yeah. was like lying to me but mm-hmm. he'll be back next week we don't know where the show will be next well because week. we have we have multiple choices options. here options that are so attractive both of them so right depending on the player that changes the location players so. are fighting over the chance to be on the show <laughs> and we're gonna let them settle it and then let you know well where they've the got show their is. they've got their locations so we've got mm-hmm. certain players that go to certain locations and then of course we're here it'll either be here or town and country put it that way it's not going to be so, in stafford next week so no whitney they're I'm voting listening. for here. They're voting for I here. I vote for here, too. Because <laughs> it's near your house. It's near our houses. <laughs> so there's that. It's been a while since I've been in town and country, though. But so do you feel rested, Jones sort of, or uh, how do you feel? I'm sleeping right now. My eyes are just open. Yeah. <laughs> it's all <laughs> so a dream. Restful. It's all a big dream. That game last night, i got to say, went so quickly. I think mm. all the completions to start off the game. Um, it was fast-paced. It was a lot of fun to watch. I think winning makes the season go fast. I was telling somebody – I was telling Mike Meltzer in the press box yesterday. I said, wow, it's it's week 12. Do you know how long it took us to get to week 12 last year after all the injuries? Yes. Like after week seven, everything seemed like a long An eternity. Time. I mean, we're rolling. We're having fun. It's eight in a row. And uh, Bill O'Brien spoke today. So we're going to get into some hot reads because some news actually dropped down today at NRG Stadium. So let's uh, get hot reads kicked off right here on Texans All Access. Hot Reads, brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, today the Texans activated inside linebacker Dylan Cole off the reserve IR list, and they waived Josh Kyes. Cole was actually placed on IR following the Giants game after suffering a wrist injury, and he returned to practice last week, so they had that 21-day window that they could activate him, but Bill O'Brien pretty much said he's going to be He's going to be on the active roster soon. Well, here he is, and Dylan Cole can cover people very well. I mean, he's just an outstanding, speedy linebacker. And when you look at the options they have with Bernardrick McKinney, with Zach Cunningham, and with Dylan Cole, and look, the guys who have been playing have been doing a good job. I mean, they're all part of this winning streak. Brian Peters getting guts of the game, snaps, and Josh Kyes, who was let go, unfortunately. But, hey, the way this league is, you never know. I mean, you know, keep your phone handy because things happen. Uh, I just like what they're able to put out there. Peter Kalambai's done a nice job on occasion at inside linebacker. He's playing really well on special teams. So a lot of contributors here, DP. And to get Cole back at this time of year with five games to go, fresh, if you will. I know he's had to rehab from injuries, so 
you know, what kind of freshness are we talking about here? But, you know, he hasn't had the wear and tear of the season. He's just had the wear and tear of rehab. So I, I don't know what that all means. But it's just great to add a player of that caliber to your roster at this stage of the season. You saw what kind of burst it was, what kind of double espresso it was to have Zach Cunningham come back last night. And he was very noticeable, made a lot of plays for this team. Yeah, to have Dylan Cole back next to him adds a lot of depth there also. Like you said, we've got some big matchups coming like this Sunday's game against Cleveland. I know Travis was joking about it, but they've done some nice things. And now the Texans have won eight in a row. So mm-hmm. eight in a row and counting. They obviously want to keep it going. Longest winning streak in franchise history. The only time a team has started 0-3 and won eight straight. But, hey, Bill O'Brien said today he's not talking about anything other than last night's game against the Titans mm-hmm. or the upcoming Browns game. Uh, today in his press conference, he was asked about Demarius Thomas and his uh, experience being in the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl and how that leadership might come in handy. I thought that was a good question. I thought that was a fair question. Uh, Here's what Bill O'Brien had to say. Well, let me just say this real clearly, Um, and and this is no offense to your question because you ask great questions, but we, we have not done a thing, and so there will be no talk from me about anything other than the, the, uh, you know, the game last night and then moving on to Cleveland. And I will tell you that Demarius Thomas is a great pro, and we're, we're really fortunate to have him on our football team. He did a great job last night, but we're not, we're not going down the road of inching toward anything other than inching toward the meeting that we're going to have. We're inching toward a staff meeting at 11 o'clock. I didn't ask the question, just to clarify, but oh my uh, Bill O'Brien inching towards his staff meeting, towards nothing else. Uh, I have to say he's going to hate this show mm-hmm. because we are going to talk about the playoff picture. We're going to talk about the pillow. Yeah, but here, here's what he's and, trying to avoid. Go ahead. Okay, and we're, we're also going to talk about power rankings because they've changed, obviously. They've changed. The power with... rankings. Where do the Texans rank? We're going to talk about all the stuff that Bill O'Brien hates, but we're allowed to because this is – this is a radio show. Well, uh, He doesn't want the players exactly. talking about it. He doesn't care what but we But see, based on things we say, for the most part, we're, we're not going to make profootballtalk.com. For instance, if Bill O'Brien had answered that question saying, well, you know, Demaryius Thomas having played in Super Bowls, that would be great for us once we get to the playoffs. I mean, or even had sort of beat around the bush with that kind of answer, that could turn into a headline. O'Brien thinks Thomas can help them get to Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, you never know how people twist things around. So he's like, no, 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 no. Staff meeting at 11. He wasn't (laughs) even going Browns. Staff meeting at 11. I'm having lunch at noon, and I'll tell you what I'm having. Because it's that way. I asked him about it on his show, about the one day at a time thing, the one game at a time thing. And it fascinates me because they – have to live that way if they don't live that way they lose so win or lose we always talk about it win or lose they come in on monday and they got to get ready for the next opponent because if you won you got to get ready for the next opponent if you lost same thing and if you snooze on it you're going to lose the next one that's exactly what got them through that zero and three stretch was that mentality so they're Mm. obviously going to stick but you can't change things up and have a completely different mentality when you're winning Mm. as opposed to when you're losing but they are so even keel you Mm. cannot get them you, you hear it through what the players are saying. You hear J.J. Watt talking about it. They've done absolutely nothing. They've won eight in a row after 0-3. means absolutely nothing if they can't continue that once the regular season is over. But still, I've got to say it's a lot of fun because we've already won more games than two of my seasons combined with the Texans. Wow. 2013 and 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I mean, 2013 was 2-14 and last year was 4-12. and 12. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've no, this is, this is quite a run here. Eight in a row. I mean, obviously. Seasons, six seasons. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, so seven in a row gets hit. And I knew that that was special tied an all time franchise high. But 
last week was such a, a tough week. You know, on Friday, of course, we learned of the passing of Mr. McNair, and it just it changed everything. You know, it changed the whole aspect of going into the game, obviously. But, you know, it was much bigger than that. But you knew a game was on the horizon that you had to get ready for. And so for me, you know, personally, being on the air last night was very strange. It was very – I was almost nervous about it because I didn't want to mess it up for him. You know, it was, it was his night. And I know there will be more nights for him. There will be more occasions to honor him. But that was the first game since it happened. It was three days earlier. And I just felt very – I, I don't have a great word for it, maybe anxious about the whole thing. I just wanted to get it right. And I was in the meeting where we talked about what was going to be done before the game. And I was just hoping everything went off beautifully. And it did. It really did. I mean, the tribute was wonderful. Amazing Grace by the Texas A&M singing cadets and the moment of silence and everyone with the phones and the, and the lights. I just thought it was a tremendous way to honor him and usher in that game you don't want to do too much because obviously it's a football game it's you gotta game. get people, out there and do people, your thing you know you you, you want to go out there and you want to cheer for your team and, yeah. and you know it's and he would want it that and way he He'd would be, want it he would want you to but i think there's it was just so beautiful to have a historic win like yeah. that on a night like that against the former oilers against the former that's <laughs> what it is i mean i just it couldn't have been any more perfect in that sense you know okay. obviously once it happened to be playing that team on national television and doing what they did with them was just phenomenal. It was a great way to pay tribute to the founder of the franchise and keep the streak going and keep everybody on board here. Not that they were going to jump off, but you know what I'm saying. Just keep everybody locked and loaded and ready for the next one. I was going to say for possibilities down the stretch, but the next one. We've got two, home, two more home games coming up in this three-game home stretch, so... I think you're right. We're going to see more of that as the games come because the tributes and, and you yeah. know, the season, the whole season's going to be colored by this because mm-hmm. this is a, a major oh, yeah. shifting that's that's occurred. And I think everyone just had to sit back and think where they would be had there not been a Bob McGuire to bring a team to Houston what, like that. What a season in this league, though, because you look at Paul Allen, you know, and, yeah. and you look at um, who else am I forgetting about? I'm just drawing a Benson couple. Was Benson this year, Tom Benson? Benson was, yeah, Benson was in the spring. And, um, you know, you, it's just it's such an emotional thing for the league to see these owners um, pass and, and deal with all the I mean, obviously, there's business aspects to all of this. But uh, but the fan bases and, and just the way everybody has to sort of take in the information and, and move on. Yeah, it was a, a great win. Thirty four seventeen. The Texans now eight and three. And it's a short week to turn around and face the Browns here at home. Kiki QT, he left in the third quarter of Monday's game. He re-aggravated his hamstring, which was not great news. But today Bill O'Brien said that Kiki is considered day-to-day and could have a chance to play in Week 13 against the Browns. So something to watch as we begin practice tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. I was a little bit surprised by that news because I think That Kiki could play? Yeah, because these hamstrings, I just I don't know how to gauge them, first of all. And it's like sometimes they're out for a week, sometimes they're out for six weeks. But... Uh, he did say it's something that he's got to keep an eye on. He's yeah, really sure. I mean, uh, you would, be you would great love to, to see him, him. It's so sad how he keeps having these issues. And he's never, and I remember him saying in the locker room last week, he's never dealt with anything like this. He never missed time at Texas Tech, never had a hamstring injury. So I've, this has got to be so frustrating for him. Let's hope it's a one-season thing and they can move on from it because, uh, I mean, that would really help. 
and maybe you know he gets back this week or next week or whatever it is, and he's able to play for the rest of the campaign. He's so dynamic as a weapon. He really puts a lot of stress on the defense. I thought it was nice the way DeAndre Carter came in and played well as a receiver. You know, not just a return guy, and he was good as a return guy. He had the one fumble, but they. They didn't. It didn't hurt them. They fell on it. It was okay. All right, let's move on. But don't do it again. But he really is a burst of uh, a burst of fresh air with the return game, DP. Yeah, special teams has been playing really well. And I think I was reading somewhere that the improvement in special teams you can figure an extra two points per game for the Texans. I don't know who came up with that formula or how. The way the return game is? What? The way the special teams are playing. Oh, because of the drive start the and the uh, defensive right. series. With the advantages yep. that you're getting from special teams, you can uh, you can say that that's, that averages to an extra two. And, and they've won some close games. The they've Texans won some games by two points. So, you there know, it, it, is, is. it is a difference. It's hidden football. yardage. And maybe not so hidden. It's field flipping stuff. Field position, I mean, when you're not turning the ball over, Field position is obviously huge. So the special teams improvement, Brad Sealy doing his thing, is really helping out. All right, so the Browns, they snapped a streak of their own. They finally won a road game for the first time since October 11th, 2015. They had lost 25 straight games on the road. That a lot of plane trips to fly back oh, sad gosh. on the plane. They beat the Bengals and their former head coach, Hugh Jackson. He's now the OC there. Uh, they won 35-20. to 20. And Baker Mayfield will make his debut here in Houston. 19 of 26 for 258 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, 143.9 passer rating. Here's what Bill O'Brien had to say about facing Mayfield on Sunday. He's a great young quarterback. Um, he can he can throw from the pocket. He's an accurate passer, and obviously he can extend plays. Yeah. That's oh, I thought the there was more than that. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is playing lights out, obviously. He's got a new O.C., and they've really shifted things around. I want to talk about Greg Williams because what Bill O'Brien is saying about not talking about playoffs and not talking about Super Bowl, mm. Greg Williams is doing the exact opposite in Cleveland. With four wins. They're four, six, and one. We'll get into that. We'll talk about some statistical oddities in last night's win, and then we're going to preview the Browns, and then we'll do all the things that Bill O'Brien would hate for us to do, like look yes. at power rankings and talk about AFC playoff picture. That's all coming up on Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. We're live at Fuddruckers. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. I'm Whitney Merciless. Don't get blindsided like some of the quarterbacks I face. For the latest news and exclusive interviews, download the Houston Texans mobile app and listen to Texans Radio. A lot of blindsiding happening yesterday against Marcus Mariota. Six sacks for the Texans wow. defense. And that was on a day when Marcus Mariota probably statistically had his best career game, set NFL records, 22 of 23 for 303 yards and two touchdowns. He completed 19 in a row to start the game. Uh, How many yards? Of those 19, only three went beyond 10 yards. It did feel like there were a lot of short dink and Corey Davis had a couple, and the other one was to the tight end, Johnny Smith, who ran right up the middle for 61 yards after the catch. Right. So, you know, it, it was a weird game that way because there he is completing all these passes, but they're not getting any, anything done. The numbers look great. You the know? numbers look great for him, but that's just – it just – you know, and I wanted to ask Travis about this, what he thought about the defense. Like, what, what your – how is it – how are you able to do what the defense was able to do while Mark is, is still able to put up the numbers he was putting up? Well, I think that he's 
look, looking for the short pass, like you said. You know, he's getting the ball out Because they're quick. disrupting his game. A obviously. lot of instances yeah. they are. But every time that he actually stands in the pocket for more than a second and a half, that pocket would get crushed. I mean, they were just crushing him so he'd either have to escape to the outside or take the sack. He's a great mobile quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback quarterback. And that's the problem with him. You know, they a, need is that, to. Is that a problem? I, I really think that, you know, Matt LaFleur, we've talked about him before. He used to be a Texans assistant. He's their offensive coordinator in, in his first year there. It's a tough situation for him. And I think he's got to coach it a little bit more like the way the Texans are coached. O line that, yeah, they got some names, but what are they really good at? You know, how do you get an O line going? And I think Bill O'Brien has the blueprint here with Mike Devlin, which is. You got an, a young offensive line. You have young tackles here. You know, Nick Martin hasn't played a ton of football either. He might be the leader on that old line, but it's not like he's got a decade of experience. So let let's run the ball. Let's let them fire off. That's what old linemen all say they like to do. Very few of the guys say I like pass blocking better. Sometimes they do, but most often they like to run block. So let's let them do that. The te- Watson has not thrown it more than twenty-five times in the last six games. Well, I think that's the other part of the equation because we've always heard Bill O'Brien say you've got to be committed to the run. We've yep. got to stay dedicated to the run. Easier said than done, but they're sort of forced in that situation this year with Watson's health and the number of times he got hit early with the young offensive line. So they have been forced to run the ball more, yeah. and it's actually worked in their favor because it's very hard to stop the run when you've got a guy like Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue, and they've managed their carries differently this year too because yeah. remember when Lamar Miller came in, they said oh, he's going to be – the feature back, he's going to get like 20, 25 carries a game. He's going to be, be all 20, over. Uh, 16 when he signed. And when he first yeah. signed. And, you know, he, it was, it was, there were a lot of carries for Lamar Miller. And now he's getting half of that, but the production has gone way, way up. 97 yards. I like that kind of production. That 97 yards. And, and the Texans rush for more rushing yards than in any game in franchise history. That between I found Watson, Blue. surprising. Because you think that, because Arian Foster's had some. He's had, well, he's at 231 by himself, right? right? So you figure but it that was just, it was just, it was just him. him. It was just There's him. There's no Matt Schaub adding yeah. like 40 yards. It was like <laughs> Matt Schaub added negative 15 that day. <laughs> so that's how that went. Yeah, but you know, I just figured somewhere like along the line there might have been a, a huge day. But look, that was a huge day and good for them. I mean, Watson had, what, 70 yards or so running the football yesterday. That was what I found interesting about the game. The most surprising thing to me about the game was the design runs for Watson and just that Watson was, you know, throwing his body around a little bit. And I was a little concerned. There were a few times when he got hit where I thought, All right, get, oh, up, everybody, get up, get up, get up, get Everybody's up. breath left their body every time yeah. he got hit. I mean, I just don't want to see so much of that. I thought they would unveil that a little bit later on, maybe against the Colts or in the postseason. Am I allowed to say the P word, the P term No, it's, it's, it's all good on Texans all It's all we can say good. We can do that it. That was a single-game career high for Deshaun, the 70 yards mm-hmm. rushing and obviously the one touchdown. But you know what? I wonder how many of those plays Deshaun decides. He calls an audible and is like, I'm going to this is. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and run. Well, he does that, but then please slide. You know, I was getting a, a like, Ryan, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was getting a Ryan Fitzpatrick vibe a few times during those runs where he <laughs> no. Was, no, he goes down head first. Ryan was a good runner, Ryan, right? Ryan was a horrible slider, though. Horrible slider. Well, the one time he got hurt, can <laughs> slide, but sometimes he doesn't. The long run, okay, the thirty-plus yarder. Yes. How many people thought he was going to score on that play when it, when the run got started? I thought, oh, he's going this into the end zone. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be like the Cincinnati thing. It's going to be whoop whoop magic, but all of a sudden. I think he's getting brought down, and I was wishing that he would slide, but I I believe that maybe he thought he could score. 
and then all of a sudden it stopped and whatever. Now, the ball, was that a fumble or not? What do you think when you were looking at the replay? Ooh. See, we had a big debate in the booth. I thought, you know, I mean, maybe I'm just looking at it through rose-colored glasses. I, I thought, I, I mean, I agreed with the call. I agreed with the call, too. Now I didn't think there was enough to overturn it. Exactly. If they'd called it a fumble, I don't so I think you'd have enough say to like say that. it's not a fumble. Right. But since they called it not a fumble, I don't think they had enough to call it a fumble. Because it was still moving around, but then, you know, he landed on the ground. It's kind of hard to tie it I just it think he's like the kind of athlete. And you know what you didn't have, which I was surprised on Monday Night Football, you didn't have a great reverse angle look of it. You know, from the other oh. side of the field. You didn't have a great angle at that ball. Maybe I the boogermobile was blocking it or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was the boogermobile. Oh my gosh! Did you see the? They have a meme now. <laughs> was that there yesterday? Yes, it, it was, was and people are not happy. I, I, it's hard to notice when you're up so many stories. They have the so, all right. Somebody shot a video from a phone. Of I don't think it. It might be the Thomas touchdown. But they, they're completely screened out from it. Like, they cannot <laughs> see it because of the boogermobile. And it's in their field of vision, you know, through their phone video. It's like, and, I thought know. ESPN was going to fix that. I thought that was something they were going to work on. Because I heard they, they got rid of a TV in the back, but I thought I saw a TV. I don't know. I'm up high, and I really didn't spend much right, time looking right, at the right. boogermobile. But to <laughs> me, that Monday Night Football booth, the, the one thing I'd do, if you made me in charge of ESPN today, I'd say, all right, booger, you're getting in the booth. All right? And you're going to be an equal partner to Witten. I think this will really improve that broadcast. It probably would. I agree. I want to hear more Booger and less, less Witten. <laughs> I do. I do. I think Booger is way more than a sideline reporter. And you know what? You'll never know if he is unless you give him the reps. you got to give him the reps. I just don't think Monday Night Football should be an entry-level position, and that's what it is I for agree. Jason Witten. 100%. Unfortunately. All right. Uh, Demarius Thomas, you brought his name up. He had a nice little mm-hmm. coming-out party in his first home game for the Texans. Caught both of Watson's touchdowns. First one and two receiving touchdowns. Bill O'Brien had said earlier in the week they want to get DT more involved in the offense. They want it. What yep. do you think it was about yesterday's game? Do you think it was just having the extra time in the offense? Do you think it was the fact that he was just more open because of all the attention that DeAndre Hopkins yes, gets? And yes, I think all of Hopkins it. Hopkins sort of broke his streak of consecutive games with a touchdown. It seemed like Demarius yeah. was getting a lot more looks as far as that goes. Yeah, he did break that streak, didn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, Bill O'Brien told us that it's his fault, so he took the personal blame that Thomas had no catches against Washington, and clearly they wanted to get Thomas involved, and they had to with the injury to QT especially. I just think this, that it's a lot to ask to join a team in the middle of the season and just become part of the offense and everything's fine, especially in the Texans situation where QT's in, QT's out, Fuller's in, Fuller's out. DeAndre Carter, hi, we just met you. Now you're in there (laughs) for a big chunk of the game. So I think it's tough to kind of get organized that way. And luckily, you can keep Hopkins out there, Thomas out there. I hope QT gets back real quickly. But the more time these guys spend together, this just in, the more effective they're going to be. So he's had three, four weeks of practice now, and now you're seeing the results. I think everybody was really excited after that first first quarter against Denver. And they went to Demarius Thomas early and often against yeah. his former team. So I, it's, that was it's, sort of, it sort of set yeah. the expectation a little higher, yeah. I think, because then, th- then you were sort of looking from the rest of that game, yeah. and then you didn't really see much of him after that. I didn't think he would get shut out in a game, you know, that quickly. Thought he would get some, some looks. But it, it, yesterday, I mean, I wasn't expecting two touchdowns, but I expected him to get a little bit more, um, obviously, you know, more than he got against Washington, but to continue to get more as we go on here. And, you know, the thing is, it's Demarius Thomas. He's going to make plays. It's Demarius Thomas. Now, I know it might not be Demarius Thomas of four or five years ago, but he's still got a lot of game. Clearly, big, 
target. You know, just he. It's funny because when I looked at him on paper, the you know, and I've seen him play on television and everything, and we've actually faced him on the field. But now that he's with you, with your franchise, you look at him differently. When they acquired him, I said, oh, it kind of reminds me of Andre Johnson's dimensions, but he's not Andre Johnson. You know, I mean, nobody is, but I'm just talking about the dimensions. He seems taller and a little, a little bit, a little more lankier. of a basketball player, right. pro, uh, power forward type guy. You know, but the skill set's the same to to win one on one battles and to you know, similar. I mean, I think that physical in yeah. his in, in the way he plays. The well, game. I'd love to have so Andre Johnson from five years ago too. Believe me, that would be nice too. What's so funny because before the game, the three of them were on the field together: DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Johnson, and Demarius Thomas. Oh, that's great! And they were just chit chatting. Oh, oh, that's good. Cool. That's Andre. a lot of wide receiver knowledge. Some, yeah, there was some extra uniforms back well, there. I, used to, I mean, Andre Johnson. He looks like he would play. Uh, oh, every time I see him, I'm thinking, suit <laughs> up. I'm sure he wants to, too, especially well, with Deshaun Watson and Hop out there. And here's the thing. I bet he's in great shape. He's not in the shape he was, probably, because, you know, that's just otherworldly stuff. But it's not like he's out of shape. My point is that he's just not in playing shape. But I bet Andre Johnson could give you a game or two. You know, he just couldn't give you a season. But he could, you know, he could probably go out there and catch a few passes for you. Why not? I think you should propose that to Bill O'Brien on the next Bill O'Brien Coaches Show. Could you imagine being on the Ring of Honor and and getting out there and doing your thing? Like, just take it down for this one game. Coming out of retirement. Coming out of retirement. Hey, Joe Gibbs, Hall of Fame, goes to coach the Redskins. My gosh, that worked out well, though, didn't it? Not. All right, Lamar Miller, the only player in NFL history to have two touchdown runs of 95 yards or more. Isn't that incredible? When I saw that tweeted out during the game, I thought, that cannot be right. How has no other player run... Had it's had hard. those opportunities. It's hard to do that. He ran for the 97-yard touchdown. He did the exact same thing in December 2014 against the Jets. That's when he was with the Dolphins. And when you watch the two plays side by side, they look eerily similar. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly the same. And I know Lamar talked about getting caught from behind. You guys talked to Bill O'Brien about it. Yeah. How they give him a hard time because there's there were a couple of plays this season where it looked like he was going to break loose. I think Denver was one of them. It actually happened. In last night's game earlier, he had a nice long run, and then he just sort of tripped up. Uh, it was, you know, er- early Surf in the game. Monster got him. Yeah, but he he, he got, got up and he up. sort of like patted his chest, like that's on me. And I when I watched the replay, he sort of tripped over the ground because he just his feet were moving so fast. I think he was getting ahead of himself. But he had talked about not getting caught, and Adore Jackson was like right there, but he outran everybody. As that play is going on, going through my head is this is one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in the history of this team. I mean, this is Monday Night Football against Tennessee. It's three days after the passing of Mr. McNair. He's rumbling to the end zone from your end zone on a play from scrimmage. I knew it was special. I just knew it you was dedicated special. It. You yeah, dedicated it. You dedicated it to Bob. On the fly. I just felt it. And I it like was a it. really emotional moment for me. And, and also the way it appeared in the game. You know, after the stop on fourth down, where they're about to retake the lead, Oh no, you're not, and we're gonna go up double figures on you a play later. Watson was in w- was in his own end zone when he when he had the handle. I mean, it was yeah. just one of those plays where you think this is a horrible way to start the drive, <laughs> but you'd rather take that than it. Why are they the running place. on first down again? It never works. Oh, 97 <laughs> no. yards touchdown. Never mind. Sorry. You can Longest run on first play down in the history on. of the franchise. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, Whoops. he looked he he, he looked very explosive in the throughout the game, not just on that play. He did, and Blue did. Some of those holes. It's funny because like they had the three and out. So they're down 10 nothing. They only touched the ball on offense three times during that span. So they're down 10 nothing. Now they get the ball back, and they start to move it. And they're moving it because they're running it. There's some gaping holes. I mean, they opened up some truck garages for these guys <laughs> to run through. It was fun to watch. 
And I hope they can continue to do it. I mean, they need to run against Cleveland somehow. And somehow, the Browns do give up some yards on the ground. By the way, Travis Johnson, I was a little surprised that he said that about the Browns. Because that's... I don't, I don't think is, he's watched the last two games. Well, this is the new think? and improved Browns. To me, there's... This is a great example of how records can be irrelevant. The record is irrelevant of the Browns. What did because, Greg Williams say? Because it, a lot changed. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Greg yeah. Williams is telling his team that they are still in the playoff hunt. Not all is lost. Most of the teams they're playing are also huh. in the playoff hunt. So really? they, they are in control of their destiny. Let's not talk about draft picks just yet because I think outside. And, and there's a lot of excitement in Here's Cleveland. The they're not in control of their destiny. But, but they're not mathematically eliminated they're not from eliminated. anything. They only if they won out, they would go 9-6-1. and one, And it's a possibility, but everybody else would have to have a catastrophic football meltdown. But you can only control, and we've been in this situation before yeah. as a Texans, you can only control what the you heck? can control. So you don't want to be in a position where you, where you need help, but you want to at least get your part of it Never right. Never going to give them help ever because we could have used the help in 2014. All we <laughs> needed was them to beat Baltimore, the final game of the regular season, and Did they actually had the they lead. They were leading. They were leading in that game, uh, and then they lost. Johnny and, so. and I decided we're going to do a show. You know how uh, NFL Network has the missing rings, you know, teams that should have won <laughs> Super Bowls? We're going to do the missing playoff appearances for Texan seasons, and that will be one of them to 2014. There was, there was, one, there was another um, – I'm drawing a blank on the year. It was the year where the Colts were going undefeated and they benched. Yeah, 2009. Peyton. 2009 was 2009 the other year. 2009 is a missing playoff It was like a domino year. effect of sorts for they, the Texans. That Four weeks to go that year, yeah. Texans are 5-7. and seven. And I'm thinking if they win out, but they need a ton of help to have a shot. So, look, five and seven. And every week, yeah, right. Everything every, fell exactly Every right. week they were getting help. And I remember the first week was was Cleveland beating Pittsburgh. And I thought, if that happened, anything can happen. <laughs> and it started to happen. It started to snowball for That's them. Right. But that was the big one, the Colts screwing it up by not trying to go undefeated. Jim Caldwell, why didn't he want to? I mean, people in Indianapolis were mad about that, too. Like, why are you? To me, if you have a chance to go undefeated, you go undefeated. That's history. Yes. That's history. You got to go undefeated. I think Peyton Manning later said he wanted to as well. Well, then, he should have spoken up. I thought he was coaching the team. <laughs> I don't think. And he by was. the way, Caldwell wasn't he nine and seven last year? He got fired. And Matt Patricia. That's well, how Matt Patricia. Trust the process. We have like five wins or whatever they have in Detroit. It's not that good. All right. So Freddie Kitchens now the OC. Greg Williams the interim head coach. He's also defensive coordinator. We're going to talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield and, and power Nick, rankings and Nick Chubb and the power rankings and then the Jags. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Just when you think thought things couldn't get worse. Things have gotten way, way, way worse in Jacksonville. That's all coming up. One final segment, Texans All Access. We'll be right back. I'm Bill O'Brien, and you're listening to Texans Radio. For all the latest news and videos on our favorite team, check out HoustonTexans.com. Welcome back to The Conversation. It's Texans All Access on Texans Radio. Welcome back. Final segment of Texans All Access. Parents, grab your kids and their friends and join us for a free day of fun at Levy Park on Monday, December 3rd from 4 to 6 p.m. Play 60 at the Park, presented by Texans Children's Hospital. Texas Children's Hospital will feature special appearances by Houston Texans player, cheerleaders, Toro, and more. Additional information is available on HoustonTexans.com. And Toro's getting really feisty in his Twitter feed. I mean, oh, he's really funny. I don't even know how he tweets with those furry thumbs and everything, <laughs> but he does. 
and he does a lot not very it, big fun it, it's he does a lot of trash talking with the other mascots he has a lot of fun with it it's all cool. right we had travis uh, johnson on a little bit earlier we're talking mm-hmm. about the browns and how they've changed in the last few games baker mayfield how about this he's thrown nine touchdowns and one interception in the last three games i don't like this about him that that great touchdown to interception ratio i don't like that at all it was like eight eight and nine or Six and seven. I mean, it was it was a much skewed version before these last three games. I'm happy for the people of Cleveland, but I'm not. Not this week. <laughs> not this week. Don't do it this week. Uh, and Nick Chubb, as a rookie, yeah. like we saw what happened before we played the Jags. The Browns traded Carlos Hyde to them before week seven, and they really wanted Nick Chubb to be their feature mm-hmm. back. He scored twice in their win against Cincinnati, once on the ground, once through the air. He's going to be... He's going to be something to be reckoned with for well, for this Texans defense. Here's the thing, Texans fans. I understand that it was Monday Night Football and there was a lot of traffic, and I think Buffalo Speedway had the bridge of the bayou shut they down or did. something like that. And it was like a school zone, and it was rerouted. Uh, I mean, it I'm took hoping me- that they didn't. I mean, that was just error or something like you know that deserved that that warranted that because they know they got to know is there's Monday Night Football. I mean, you cannot have that near the stadium. With no news of it anywhere, I mean, unless I missed it. It's a football game to be played. This is really important. <laughs> like well, forget, your, forget your shaky bridge. Forget the bridge needing some repair or whatever. I don't even know what it was. I don't <laughs> okay, want to joke okay. about it. But the point is this. We need everybody in their seats on Sunday. It's a noon kick. Everybody's got to be ready. It's a three-game homestand. This is what you live for here, people. This is what you have the tickets for. Moments like this. You're thinking the Cleveland Browns, really? Yes, they're good. Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb. I mean, this is an exciting offense yes. to watch. And, and Miles Garrett on defense. You know what? Sacks. Last night, DP. All right, so it was the late arriving, arriving crowd. That was my point. But when they got there. When they got there. Oh, they gosh. Were, they were they were getting loud. They were they good. They were disruptive. They were really good last night. Remember the false start yeah, and then delay of game? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was really cool stuff, and they knew that they had an impact on the game, and that's what you need this Sunday because Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, okay, whatever. They did well against Cincinnati. <laughs> good for you. However, 668 yards, we've been whatever. there. That home yeah. field advantage is not this home field advantage. And now you have a chance here. And this is all right, things Bill O'Brien would hate, me talking about this. You have a chance here, if things go really well for you and you get a little help, to get a first-round buy. You want that. They're right in that conversation. How badly do you want that? It's a, it's a huge – think about this in our sport. You have a chance – and, look, we'll talk about this more in the coming weeks. You have a chance to actually skip a weekend of postseason competition into the next round. That is humongous. It, so play this way. Get, get the home field behind you right now in order to get that done. I was actually thinking about this on the way to work today. If we get a first week bye, would it be like a bye week where you just leave after a Wednesday? Or would you practice the whole week and then you just have the no, no, Sunday no, no, no. off? Yeah, it's a great question. How would they handle like, it? This is about how much time off will the Because we do get to watch football the whole weekend. But yeah. how fun would that week be? Because you're just practicing, but it's not a game. You could do a lot of fun stuff. I don't know how he's going to handle it, I, but I it's a know. luxury problem. Oh, I me. love thinking about luxury problems And then like the thing is, one. if you get one of those... Boy, O'Brien's really going to hate this. Let's hope if he's not you get listening. One of the, no, he's not. He's game planning for <laughs> he's Cleveland. Busy. So he's in a meeting matter. right it now. He's not listening. What are you talking about? But if you get one of those buys, you, whoever comes into your building is going to be a competent team because they just won a playoff game. But don't you think this team can beat anybody at home? Now, going That's up to New point. England, going yeah. up to going to Kansas City, going mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh, going to any of these other places. Yikes. Going to even, like, 
if Indianapolis squeaks their way oh, in. Granted, now well, you're not you, going to their place. You're not going to end up going there. But yeah, I'm just saying, you'd, you'd blow the division if you're going to their place. But so if you going to these other stadiums, these other fields yeah. up north, playing, wouldn't you rather have it here? And then you've got the home field advantage. You got the noise. I mean, you can you imagine this place if you're in the divisional round at home? My gosh. Yeah, we'd have to open up that bridge. People Forget about it. <laughs> divisional playoff at home would be so unbelievable. And so that means if you pull it together and somehow win that game, you know where you're going to the next step of, at the threshold of it all. So, I, like, let's stop now. But the point is this. Cleveland, Sunday, be loud because you want these are rookies that are making a lot of plays for them, and you want them to get rattled in this building with this defense going after them and the crowd behind them. This should be your game. They've got they've got this nothing to lose attitude heading mm-hmm. into this game. So Mayfield, uh, he's played a lot of big games in college. I get it, but he hasn't played in a lot of big pro games, and this would be one of them. And, and you there's can not a lot, and there's not a lot of film on him and with uh, Kitchens and what they've done so far. So it. It yeah. could it could be interesting. Let's I think you got to contain him just like just like you try to do with Mariota. You got to contain him the same way. Well, yeah, you got to keep him in the pocket and try to crush that pocket. I mean, if he gets out of the pocket, then he's extremely dangerous extending plays like O'Brien said in that soundbite you played and uh, running it, making him making a play with his legs downfield. All right, other things Bill O'Brien doesn't like power rankings. I don't know if he doesn't like them. I'm just assuming he doesn't I'm sh- like oh, them. Of course I'm he sure doesn't he hates, like I'm them. I'm sure he hates it. I was just taking a little gander at uh, mm-hmm. power rankings because the Texans have been hovering right around 15, 16, like in the middle of the league for a long right. time. Uh, they've been in, I don't know, and I haven't checked in the last week or so, but this week uh, right, SI.com has the Texans tied for 10th. Uh, is that today? Is, that was after today. last night? Yeah, they actually dropped from number nine after the Monday Night Football win. So I don't know how you win a game as convincingly as you do and then go from nine to ten, but whatever. That just That's power rankings for you. ESPN has the Texans at number eight, uh, which is no change from week 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also said toughest game remaining is going to be week 14 versus Indianapolis, who won five in a row. Yikes. And then NFL.com also has the Texans at number eight. So mm-hmm. Texans inching their way up. Getting some recognition. I had NFL Network on in the office today, and they talked about the Texans pretty much the whole day. They showed up their schedule graphic. They showed the highlights of the game. They talked about what Watson's able to do. Um, it was it, there was it's as John Harris would say, we're in the conversation. I logged on to the SI Power Rankings. You didn't believe me. And it's a slideshow. Okay, so <laughs> guess who's not? First, you got to watch the ad, and then yeah. you got to click. You know what? We don't make slideshow. you do on HoustonTexans.com. Go through a slideshow when we when we tease something, and ooh, look at this, and that's a story now, in fifty pictures. Yeah, or now less. you have to go through the slideshow. Okay? The only time you have to look at a slideshow on our website is when it's a slideshow that you're clicking. Yeah, like a photo you know show. it's a slideshow. Like show. here's all of our. Play- it's not the bait and switch, you know. And I click, I follow things on Twitter like Market Watch, and I follow Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur, and actually Inc. is pretty good, and so is Forbes. No, I, I know what you're thinking, but believe me, they're much more entertaining Sounds riveting. than you think. No, it's true. <laughs> true. All right, uh, around the league. So mm-hmm. the big story, I think, is the Jaguars. They're 3-8. and eight. They fired their oh, offensive gosh. coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, after the seven-game losing streak. Uh, the Jags also benched Blake Bortles for Cody Kessler, which happened in our game. Mm-hmm. But then the next week, they they uh, renamed Blake Bortles as their starter. They said he's going to remain the starter. Yeah. But to make matters worse, Leonard Fournette has been suspended one game after being ejected for fighting with the Bills' D.E. Shaq Lawson on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're heading into Sunday's game with um, a new O.C., a different quarterback, not their bell cow running back. And, oh, guess who they're playing the Colts 
Thank you very much, Jags. I mean, Jeez. could you could you've not waited one more week to make all these monumental In changes? The Although no I don't know if it department, they're not going to win this game. Well, they're at home, so there's there's that. Yeah, which is so good with the swimming pools and everything. No, to me, <laughs> look, it's bizarre. Cody Kessler had he got them moving on offense when he did. Ray made a good comment about that. He said, "Boy, he can run the offense." You know? Oh, he says he reads the defense. He says it feels like Bortles doesn't. Bortles is a one read guy, and then he's running or something. Cody Kessler was actually standing back there and reading the defense. You know, and and same thing with. Um, Peterman against the Bills. I mean, obviously, Peterman didn't do well, but he did throw a touchdown pass, you know, and he was actually moving the team a little bit for a while. Until but they threw a lot more inter- interceptions. Yeah, then he threw one to he J. Joe and one to Kareem, and that was the end of <laughs> he it. He was throwing a lot of touchdowns. And to basically other, the end of his career. To everybody else. <laughs> so there's that. So there's that. That's the Jaguars. That's the AFC South. Now, I know we can't look past the division, but I do think that the Titans – chances now dwindling quickly oh yeah because they're five and six so they'd need to win out they'd need to win out to make the postseason and it's unlikely to happen and then you still need help but if the texans let's say the texans win next week and Mm. they beat the colts they're guaranteed the division is that a clincher right there is that a clincher because i because you know who brought this up to me is my 11 year old no in the car today he said listen if we win the next two games then we've clinched the division because you're 10 and 3 they're seven, so let's say, oh, the Colts have six right now. They can get to seven, and what are they, seven and five? So they'll be seven and six. You'll be ten and three. You can tie with them. Oh, yeah, you will have swept them, so that takes care of them. The tiebreaker, so even if but you what lose if the, the Titans rest of the went out and they go ten and six? Because you could lose your last three if you, if you win the next two. You said win the next three or two? Win the next two. Uh-huh. And then you could lose the rest and still win the division? I don't know about that because I think the Titans. You could, you could beat the Colts, maybe not win the division. The, if the Titans win out from here, they could tie you if you lost the last three. So I don't know if it, I'm just talking clinching scenario. So if you're tied with the Titans, you've split in the season series. And i got to look at the you know, the next tiebreaker. I think common opponents, then conference I think between the Colts, though, let's, let's assume that the Titans are out of it. Out of it. Yeah, against the Colts, you'd have them. You'd, you'd have, have them. them. Yeah, you'd have them because, because if they you, won the last three, they'd go ten and six. You'd go ten, 10 and six, six, but you swept them, so it's done. So my eleven-year-old was correct. I think you're eleven. However, but you got to worry about the Titans still because they. If still, the Titans, if you're in a three-way tie with the Titans and the Colts at ten and six, what happens in that at that point? Mm-hmm. Division record. What do the Jags have as losses? Oh, they have eight. They're done. But the is, is division record. The Texans uh, would have the best division record. They would have the best division record. Yes. Oh, would. so. So you can clinch the division against you both teams. You can clinch the division. You can do it with the next two. I, would Bill O'Brien like you this conversation? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> this would be the worst of but, all but of guess, them. Guess what, though? This All right, so that's kind that of what they did in, a, in a, a, a version of that in 2011. They went to 10-3 and three after they beat Cincinnati on the road. So Yates throws for 300 yards. They hit Walter, touchdown, clinch for the first time ever. They're 10-3. and three. They have three games left. They come back, they lose to Cam Newton, rookie, in Carolina. So eh, now you're 10-4. and four. Then they're going on the road to play Indy for a Thursday night. And if they win that, they're still alive for a first-round bye, alive for it. But they lose to Dan Orlovsky in Indy, thank you very much, on a Thursday night. That was horrible. And 100 penalties on Then JJ. the last game doesn't matter, so they I'm not going to say they mail it in, but they scored at the end of the game, and they went for two instead of kicking the field, uh, kicking the extra point to send it into overtime and trying to win because Kubiak said, I'm done. You know, this, go the game doesn't break. affect the season. 
it would have been nice to win another one and go 11 and 6, but they went 10 and 6 and they go into the postseason. So my point is this. I don't know what my point is, DB, <laughs> but it would be similar to that if you go 10 and 3 and then you have 3 well, actually, games left. You don't, but, but you don't oh, want it to my be. My point is this: you don't you'd want be alive for a buy still, and you don't want to screw that that's, up. That's I, I was going to say. You definitely don't want that scenario mm-hmm. because the whole week one buy yep. and home field advantage throughout would be lost. All right, that's going to do it for us, Texans All Access. Stay tuned. We'll have more details on where and when. Well, when the show is next week is the same time. Where and with whom it's is a the mystery. question. You but have we'll, to guess. We, <laughs> just show it's up at scav- all locations. It's a Fuddruckers scavenger Leave hunt. Little clues everywhere. Texans replay is not coming up next. That will actually be on tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. At 8. But you can check out Texans All Access at 6 p.m. tomorrow, and we'll be on. And Travis Johnson and Wade Smith oh, tonight. Smitty and um, Trap at yeah. 10. Smitty and Trap. It sounds like a MASH episode. I like it. I like I like that. Uh, I want a cool nickname. 10 o'clock we- on Sports Radio 610. Check them out. All right. That's going to do it for us for Mark. I'm DP. Thanks so much for listening. And go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Texans Radio.